gentlemen of the jury. That boy Clutch Podcast, nigga, let's go. He's one of the best scientific minds we have today. We may have had How y'all doing, man? Hey, we back at it for another episode of That Boy Clutch Podcast, man. It's your host, man. It's Jay, a.k.a. Clutch, man. 10-7 salute. Watch stand up. You already know the vibes, man. We up in this bitch. This is episode three, man. I want to talk about something that's like near and dear to my heart. Y'all want to listen? Of course you want to listen. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been, you would have never played playing them motherfucker. Am I right? Of course I'm right. So check this out, bro. For episode three, we're going to shake things up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. And that's music. For those who know me, you already know I love music, man. I can talk about music all fucking day. I dedicate my life to music because music really saved my life. No bullshit. And I know it sounds corny to some people. Some people may be listening and be like, bro, music saved your life. What? That shit sound corny. You stole that from Lupe Fiasco, you fucking bitch. <laughs> it's good. Lupe Fiasco, he made a song about that, and that's motherfucking facts, man. Music really did save my life. It kept me from the most darkest times ever. And I'm here to talk about it. It's that podcast, you know what I'm saying? It's my podcast, so I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. So I feel like talking about the music and what music has done for me. And how I got good at music, if I do say so myself, I don't need to toot my own horn. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I and for for those who, for those who don't know, I do produce. I produce. I make beats. I also write. I rap. We gonna get into all that. Even the fucking intro you listen to, I made that shit. In case you didn't know, I'm pretty sure you did. Like my fucking it's crutch. Fucking tag is all over the bitch. <laughs> You already know what it is, man. But look, I'm not gonna hold y'all up anymore. I'm very excited to talk about this subject, man. This one is, I'm just dying to talk about it. So let's get right into it, man. Episode three Music Saved My Life. Keep it locked, man. It's your boy Jay, aka Clutch. 10 7 Salute. We in this bitch, man. Let's go. Hello. <laughs> what's up what's up y'all it's your boy jay aka clutch man 107 salute what's up in this bitch you already know the time man so check this out bro i really want to talk about this subject man this subject is near and dear to my heart and that's music that's one thing i want to talk about and we're going to talk about a lot you know what i'm saying we're going to talk about how i first got started with music you know, how music has helped me through some of the most darkest time in my life. We really going to get into it, man. So I'm letting y'all know right now I'm going to be all over the place, but it's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Because we going to we, we taking a trip right back to memory lane. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be another one of these episodes where I'm just getting my shit off. I'm just explaining my story and, you know, what I'm saying giving you guys a deeper, a deeper look of how I view music and what music music has really done 
for me. You know what I'm saying? So let's just get right into it. You know what I'm saying? Without without wasting any more time. So music, where should we start? Let's start. I, I would say let's just go right back in my childhood and how I grew to love music because, you know, my mom and my pops, you know, they love music, especially my dad. Like my dad had fucking albums crazy. Like, bro, if you can see the amount of records and CDs that my dad had of just pure music, it will blow your fucking mind. You would think that he had a music store on the low because he has so many fucking like music, man. And not just one genre of music. He had like a whole selection of music. So I think my passion of music really came from my pops because he was super big with music and he had everything. Everything you can fucking think of. He had the James Browns, the Michael Jacksons, all the way to the fucking Celine Dion. Yeah, for, for, I, I'm not lying, nigga. Celine Dion. My dad had a, a Celine Dion CD. That's why I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> my dad dived into so many music. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. I felt like he was a music guru because it's like every fucking song he knew. And it's like, God damn, bro. But it, it shows in his collection. And his collection was fucking insane. So, you know, that, that's when I knew right then I was like, OK, this is a music family. We are music people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my family, we deep music up in this bitch, man, because my dad, he had a passion for music. And that shit just rubbed off on me because I have the same level of passion as he does just in a different twist. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, rap is more my thing. And with my dad, his shit is more, you know, R&B, funk, soul type shit. You know what I'm saying? I love those type shit, too. Don't get me wrong. But my shit is more like gangster music, gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? Like that hardcore shit. I really love that shit. Um, but, yeah, like my pops, man, like he was a real heavy head in music. So he had a lot of shit. And. That's where I got my music knowledge from because a lot of the songs that would come on, I'm like, yo, my dad used to play this. Yo, my dad had this album. Yo, my shit did this. And so people was like, yo, bro, how the fuck you know this song? You young. Like, I'll be talking to the old heads and shit. Old song, oldie song be coming up. I know the words. They be like, how the fuck you know this song, bro? Hey, man, my dad would be playing this shit, man. So it's like, you know, like that, that, cap that captivated me into music. So I loved it. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, from the time when I was like, I want to say maybe nine, nine or eight. Or maybe it was, I'm pretty sure I was like eight or seven. One of those times. I can't really remember. It's a blur. I don't know what age I was, but I wanted to be a singer at one point. Believe it or not, I wanted to be a singer. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can hit the high notes and everything. Oh, y'all don't believe me? <laughs> hey, man, look, if you don't believe me. I can ask my sister. You can ask my sister. You can ask my big sister. She'll tell you, man, nigga, I used to blow. I used to hold notes. I used to be like, huh? I can't do that shit no more. <laughs> and no, you are not going to get me to sing. So don't fucking ask me. All right. Cause I ain't singing. I am not holding a high note, nigga. Don't fucking ask me. Cause I'm not doing that shit, bro. You're going to have some dogs howling up in this bitch. Hell no. I'm not trying to get bit by a coyote. They hear, they hear me try to sing a high note, nigga. It's a rap. We all better run up out this bitch. You better have a motherfucking pistol ready because you're going to have to shoot something. Fucking dog going to attack us and shit because I'm over here singing and shit. Somebody going to throw a boot in my motherfucking head trying to meet. Man, you set me up. Hell no. 
I don't think so. But back to the story, though. Yeah. So I would say I'm pretty sure I was around seven or eight. You know what I'm saying? Like I really developed a voice and I wanted to be a singer. So I'll be singing ODs. My sister will force me to sing. Yes, she will force me. Sorry. Sorry, big sis. <laughs> I threw you underneath the bus. <laughs> but it's true. You forced me to sing. Don't act like don't sit there and act like you didn't. Shit. But, you know, I was pretty good at it, you know, and, and I was good. Until puberty came and fucked my voice up. <laughs> now I got this voice right here. But I'm not complaining, you know what I'm saying? I make I make it do what it do with the rapping skills. But yeah, I, um, when I was younger, like I wanted to be a singer, man. I wanted to be an R&B singer. I, I was like, you know, singing. I was pretty good. I thought I was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I think my si my big sister thought I was pretty good. Either that or she probably clowned me. Either or, I still felt great about myself <laughs> because I can actually hold a note. So I was real cool with that. And I really start getting into, like, music and just, like, you know, have, like, my day, like, I would play video games, and when I don't play video games, like, I would have my headphones in, just listening to music all day. You know, it was video games, cartoons, and music. And I was still, like, my sister's CDs, my sister's tape, because my sister had, like, all the fucking shit that I wasn't supposed to listen to. I would go in her room and steal her shit and listen to it and then put her shit back and act like I didn't touch shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to be able to like, you know, listen to the shit. And my sister, she had some she had a lot of shit too. But I remember one album that my sister had and my uncle had this shit this this city as well. It was Warren G. Listen, man. I'm not sure if y'all familiar with Warren G. I hope all of y'all is, because I'm pretty sure all of y'all heard that song Regulate. We all know that song Regulate, you know what I'm saying? Do, 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 do. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sing the whole thing for you. Google the shit. <laughs> Everybody know that song Regulate, man. So, from that album, man, let me tell you something. That album right there made me want to become a rapper. That fucking album made me want be, to become a rapper. And that album was the dopest fucking album, hip-hop album ever. And I'm talking about Regulate G-Funk era. Bro, let me tell you something, bro. When that fucking, oh my God, when that album hit, everybody in the streets was playing it. My uncle was playing it. My sister was playing it. They had the tape. They was playing that shit, bro. And there was this one song on this fucking album that I kept playing over and over and over and over again. I was obsessed with this song and it was called What's Next. I believe it was track number 10 on the regular G-Funk era album by Warren G. It's called What's Next. Nigga, when that song came on, I wanted to be a fucking rapper right there. And I know some of y'all like, well, that's crazy because a lot of times when people listen to like Tupac or Snoop Dogg, that normally gets them. For me, it was Warren G. It's something about that beat. It's something about that flow. Even like there's one line like that really fucking made me have the confidence to really spit some bars. There was a line on this song from Warren G. He said, 
What's next? What's next? What's N X E T? It's me, Warren to the motherfucking G. In case you didn't get it, he spelled next wrong. <laughs> the nigga said N X E T, it's me. Next ain't spelled N X. Next is spelled N E X T. But he fucked up. <laughs> he fucked up. He fucked up on the song, but he rapped so smooth. You didn't care. You didn't even correct it. Matter of fact, you were singing along and you were spelling next just like it. Bro, that gave me the that blew my mind when I fucking when I fucking heard that line for the first time. And how he had the confidence and nobody in the hood talked about that shit and nobody brought that shit up. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is me. I can I can I can talk over a fucking beat, make a mistake, and make it sound dope as shit, and nobody will ever question me. Oh hell yeah. Sign me up, nigga. I'm a rapper now. Fuck this singing shit. I'm rapping. <laughs> Dead ass though. So from that moment on, I was like, man, I threw my singing career in the fucking toilet, nigga. I was like, nah, fuck this shit. I want to be a rapper. So with that, um, I used to be on my grandmother's porch. Just reciting those bars, just like reciting the lines and shit like that with the OGs that be across the street with my uncle and my cousins and stuff. And man, I had a good time because every time they see me there, oh, what's up, little man? Hey, 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 go ahead, spin the kick something real quick, kick something real quick. And I'll get all excited. I'll be like, yo, check it. Um, I said, what's next? What's next? What's N X E T? It's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was all in it. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they can tell like I had a passion for it. You know what I'm saying? Because when they asked me to fucking rap for them and I spit for them, like I had all the confidence in the world, even though I was a shy little boy coming up. When I was rapping, nigga, that shit, that, that shyness went away. Like, that shit dispersed. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, from that moment on, I was like, hell yeah, I want to become a rapper. And from there, I just started digging into rap. And then I started discovering more. I, I started listening to more people, you know what I'm saying? And then um, one other fucking artist that really gave me the inspiration of really rap is Heavy D. Heavy D, oh my God, that nigga was a beast back in the day. I love Heavy D. I love Heavy D. This nigga got bars. Let me tell you something, man. A lot of people don't know about Heavy D because they so uh, they they talk about the obvious rappers like Big and and Pac. You know, what I'm saying Jay Z had his shit going back then. Nas had his shit going back then. You know, what I'm saying KRS One had his shit. You know, what I'm saying Gangstar. Like all these niggas had this shit going. Busta Rhymes, Snoop. All these niggas had some shit going, but it was something about Heavy D to me that really inspired me to be an MC. Because with Heavy D, that motherfucker was confident. He was a big dude. Like, Heavy D was heavy. He was a fat guy. But you couldn't tell by his charisma how he hops on the track, how he flows on the track, his confidence. You know what I'm saying? He's rapping about all kind of shit, like on some fly shit. And while he's kicking some shit, this nigga's not really cussing at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these rappers, we can't go a day without saying nigga, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, and I'm guilty of that too. Like even when I'm talking, I, that, that word just comes out, feels good. But with Heavy D, he ain't had to use none of that shit, bro. He can like spit some crazy shit. And you notice like this nigga has not cussed once 
Same thing with Will Smith. I'm really like I'm really big on Will Smith as well. I know Will Smith get a lot of flack because he doesn't he doesn't they don't look at him as a rapper. They look at him at like a corny rapper, like a, a dad rap. They look at him like he's he's fucking weak. But Will Smith was big. <clears throat> Will Smith was huge, bro. When he was Fresh Prince and he dropped that song, Brand New Funk, bro, that shit was fucking nuts. The nigga was spitting bars. So I was like, bro, like Heavy D, Will Smith, these niggas, man, these niggas inspired me. Warren G, I was like, bro, man, I really want to be a fucking rapper, bro. Just listening to them. And then when I get dug deep and start like getting into like like the behind the scenes type of shit, like the, the, the producing side, how Dr. Dre came out with Chronic. Oh, my God. That shit took me to another level, man. When I heard Dr. Dre's Chronic, I went from wanting to be just a rapper to want to be a rapper producer like Dre. Like Dr. Dre is my motherfucking inspiration period because that chronic album that chronic album yo <laughs> incredible incredible i was blown away when i found out that you know this guy named dr dre did all the shit of course he didn't write his rhymes i figured that out later but at the time when i found out like hey this guy dr dre he made this cd he did the beats and you can hear him rap. I was like, damn. And that shit's fire. So I was like, bro, I really want to do that. So, you know, like I always develop a passion. So every time I hear music, I just get excited, especially coming from the people that I really admire the most. You know, they inspire me to do something. And, you know, and I always had that passion. I still have that passion to this day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever I hear artists spit something like, man, I get super excited. I get every time I hop in the booth, I get super excited. When I make a beat, I get super pumped up because it, was, it takes me back to my childhood where I was discovering music and I was super excited about listening to these things and figuring out how this fucking 808 goes with that snare and how the fucking claps and the snare just fit together to make one crisp ass noise. You know what I'm saying? And how the rappers would get on the mic and just spit some ill shit. Like that shit really excites me. So I always did that shit just on the side. Like I never really took that shit seriously. I only rap like when people come up to me, but like, hey, what's up, rap? And even in school, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember in school, like we used to have like freestyle, freestyle ciphers. You know, and I'll be in the group, you know what I'm saying? I have like my pencils and shit and I'll beat on the table with my pencils. So I'll be making the beats. And while the homies taking turn, like saying a couple of bars, I'll get a couple of bars in while making beats with the table and shit. We had like, you know, like, like this, that shit was fun. That shit was real cool. So I always did that shit to the side. And keep in mind, the amount of passion of music that I had, my pops knew about it too. But he never said he never said anything, but he knew because I try to keep shit away from him sometimes. So like sometimes like I try to keep shit away. Like I, I didn't want my mom and my dad to figure out like, you know, I, I'm, I'm rapping. I'm listening to this shit because, you know, they don't really like rap. <laughs> they don't like rap because like, you know, the lyrics and shit. So I try to keep that away from him. But my dad knew my dad knew, but he never really said nothing. He never really pressed the issue. He was just like, well, as long as you ain't hurt nobody, I don't care, man. Do Do what you do. So. You know, I've always had that rep of just, you know, just spitting bars and making beats and stuff. Like I, I did that throughout my entire fucking life from from the eighth, ninth age to now. 
Same shit, still apply. <laughs> you know? But I started taking music more seriously after my dad died. Because when my dad died, what ended up happening is, you know, music really saved me. Like, music was the one thing that really, really kept me sane. Really kept me sane. You know, and after he passed, I took it more seriously. But it's crazy how, like, all that shit kind of came back around tenfold. Because I got this one story I want to share with you guys. And I'm, and I'm going to explain what I mean. Because I'm, I'm going to explain what I mean. And I brought my dad up first because I want this story to have a bigger impact on why I do what I do now. So check it out. <clears throat> I remember this one time I went to my granny house and my cousin was over there. My cousin, what's up, Marcus? <laughs> I got to shout you out, Marcus, because look, man, you a big part of my story, bro. You're my inspiration too, my nigga. So check this out, bro. My, uh, my cousin Marcus, he had like these video games out. Every time I go over to granny house, you know what I'm saying? I'm always like, I always fucking with Marcus shit. <laughs> I'm always fucking with Marcus shit. Marcus be having toys. I'll be playing with his shit. Marcus be having video games. I'll be playing with his shit. He come home from being outside. He see me in his room playing with his shit. <laughs> So there's one particular day, I think Marcus was at football practice and I was at granny house. So I had this, he had this game on the PS2. It's called music, it's called MTV Music Generator. And that was the only game Marcus had in that game system. That was the only game he had. So I was like, I was just fucking around with it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you can make songs. You can remix it and shit. Like, all right, cool. This, this is fun. So I'm, like, remixing a song. I'm doing some shit. Out of nowhere, Marcus comes in the room. Boom. Man, what you doing, weenie? I'm just playing the game. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. Man, give me the controller. <laughs> he grabs the controller. He looks at the TV, but then he paused for a minute. He looks at the TV. He's like, wait, hold on. What, what is this? And I was like, I'm just making beats. And he's listening to it and he's bobbing his head. He was like, hey, that shit hard. Like, what? You made this? I was like, yeah, I made this just now. And he went crazy. This like fucking Marcus went crazy. He had he called my dad in. He was like, hey, hey, Squeak. My dad nickname is Squeaky, by the way. He was like, hey, Squeak, get in here, man. Hey, get in here, man. Listen to this, man. Look, look what he did. Look what he did. And he's playing that shit for me, <laughs> for my pops. <laughs> my pops listened to it. And he going to look at me. My pops looked at me and was like, oh, you like this shit, huh? I was like, yeah, it's fun. Can I get it? I got something for you. <laughs> So I'm like, cool, I'm, th I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, you know, my dad gonna give me this game. I can, you know, I can make some more shit. My dad gets a computer. He buys this program called Cakewalk. I was like, what the fuck is this, dad? <laughs> what the fuck is Cakewalk? What is this? This is not MTV Music Generator. What is this? I, was, I, I mean, this was a game on the PlayStation, dad. What is this? This is a computer and some weird shit. <laughs> my dad was like, Son, this program right here is a real beat machine. You make music out of this thing right here. Play around with it. 
Play around with it. See, see, see what you can do with it. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. I'll try it. So I was fucking around with Cakewalk for a little bit until I got bored of it. <laughs> Cause Cakewalk, it was complicated and and it was boring to me because I was like, bro, like I don't know where I don't know where any of this shit is. MTV Music Generator was better because they already had your presets. You just click, drag it in, click, drag it in, put your patterns in, boom, you're done. Cakewalk was completely different. It was like another language to me. So I was like, man, this shit's like, I don't know what this shit is, bro. Like, I can't fuck with this program. <laughs> but I didn't tell my dad that because, you know, he went out of his way to get that fucking program installed on a computer for me to play with because he saw what talent I had in me. But he gave me the tools. He didn't force it on me, though. He never forced it on me. But he gave me the tools. He's like, hey, here you go. Boom, here you go. Play around with it. See, see, see what you can come up with. If you come up with something, let me hear it. I would love to hear it. Okay, dad. And I'll just like fuck around with it. Make some garbage ass beats. Let, let him listen to it. And, you know, he'll have his opinions like, well, that one's all right. But, you know, you, you got to learn how to, you know, catch the rhythm of it. Catch the rhythm of it. You know, you can't do anything with this. <laughs> you know, so he was honest, but not in a way where it's like, nigga, you suck. Turn this shit un uninstall this shit, bitch. No, you know, my dad was not like that. You know, my dad was like, okay, he was understanding. He was like, you know, just fuck around with it. If you get it, cool. If you don't, it's fine. Just don't cry about it if you can't get it. It's fine, you know? So after playing around with Cakewalk a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I started diving deep into other like little softwares that, you know, had potential. That was more simple like the MTV Music Generator uh, game. And I came across this other program called Fruity Loops which a lot of people know now is FL Studios. So I told my dad about this. He gets that program. Now we're cooking. It's a lot easier for me to start making beats. And I've been working with that. I've been making beats. And, you know, my shit was whack like a motherfucker, but it was coming out better because that software was there. But I asked my daddy, like, hey, can you give me this? And he got it for me. So I was like, cool. And, you know, I've been working with Free Loop since then. You know, so I honestly like all the shit that I do on like the music that I make right now, I make it on FL Studios, which is known as Fruity Loops. I'm using that software today because of my dad. You know, my dad asked me to get it and I, he got it for me and I've been stuck on it since. So I'm like, all right, you know, this is cool. So every once in a while, I didn't really take it seriously. I would just I would go to the computer every once in a while, just make these bullshit ass beats and then just be like, you know, whatever, you know. And I still have those same, I still have those beats, by the way, too. Trust me, they're garbage. <laughs> I don't, I didn't throw any of my shit away. I still have those whack ass fucking beats. So fast forward, I'm just bullshitting with it, you know what I'm saying? And then after when my dad died, you know, I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time struggling with life. I was having a real difficult time. I was depressed. Because, like, how my dad went out, like, that shit, like, hurt me so fucking bad. It hurt so fucking bad. I honestly did not want to live anymore. I bullshit y'all now. I'm not saying this shit just to make myself sound, sound like, you know, like, like, miserable. Or I'm like, I don't even know how to fucking word it, bro. But I was vulnerable, bro. Like, when my dad died, my world ended. Trust me. Like, I did not want to live anymore. I did not want to live no more. I wanted to be out because it was just like, it's just how how he went out in that type of fashion and how close I was to him towards the end, 
towards the end of our relationship, man, like me and my dad grew a kinship and for him to go out so soon, so early, that really hurt you, boy. I was devastated and I did not want to live. I did not want to live. I was fuck, like everything. I was a completely distraught person. And I'm, I'm being completely honest with you. I didn't know what to do with myself. So looking for things to kind of keep my mind from like drifting off into this negative thought. I opened up the laptop one day. I saw Fruity Loops. So I was like, damn, I remember my dad bought this for me, man. So I opened it, start playing around with it. And next thing you know, I would say about eight hours later, I was just making beats galore. I lost track of the time like that. I didn't know where the time went, but my mind was so busy because like I was keeping my mind occupied. I was playing with the fucking program that my dad bought for me. I was just lost in that motherfucker. I was just like playing around with that shit. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in a groove. I got my headphones on. Like nobody's bothering me. I'm not paying attention to my phone. I'm not doing shit. Like the whole outside world is not bothering me. So I was making beats and I got better and I started taking it seriously. And when he died, I was just like, you know what? I, I got to do something with this. I got to do something with this. I want to do something that's going to honor his legacy. So in the midst of all this fucking shit, I created my very first song. It's called Freestyling Shit. I was just fucking around with the beat. I was fucking around with the shit. And then. Like after I made my beat, I was like, all right, what, what, what's next? You know, I'm listening to the beat over and over again. And then I'm just like, I'm just freestyling to it, just freestyling to it. And then I was like, yo, I, I, maybe I got Maybe I can lay something down. Like I had this shitty ass microphone. So I was like, let me plug this shitty ass microphone up and let me freestyle to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let me just do something like maybe this can be something to my pops. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, maybe this would be nice. So I did that shit. I made freestyling shit and uh, I was scared to share it. <laughs> I was scared to share it because I was like, man, this shit probably like going to be bad like a motherfucker. But I was like, I don't really care because right now, like this music shit is really making me feel good. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to like, you know, let my mom hear it and, you know, let, let my sister and them hear it. So I played it for them and it was like, Damn, that's actually pretty damn good, man. <laughs> you know, they was gassing me up. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to fuck with it. And then, like, once I started getting better, I made another song. And this one was, like, it was, it was called Letter to Pops. And this one kind of, like, no lie, this one broke me down. Because while I'm making a beat, I made it really sad because, like, when I was listening to my pops, like, I mean, not listening. When I was making a song, I was, like, hearing my pops come to me in, in lyrics. And I was just thinking about him while I was making a beat and the beat came out pretty sad. Like it gave off this like really sad vibe. And I just started writing to it. I blacked out writing to it. I don't even know how I came up with the fucking verse. I bullshit y'all not. I don't know how I came up with these, with both of these verses, but they was like really thought out. They was wrote out, you know what I'm saying? Like I never wrote like this before in my life. But I was thinking about my dad in the process, and then I created a song called Letter to Pops. And then when I record this shit, I did this shit, I was in the zone. I kind of, everything's a blur because I don't even, I don't remember how I made it, but I made it. And then when I played it back, 
I broke down. I broke down because I was like, man, bro, like, I put all my fucking feelings in this song. And for that song to come out like this, it was a bittersweet moment for me because I was proud of myself for like getting this far because I never took it seriously. But then after my dad died, I took it seriously and I made this this fucking shit. I made it by myself. No help. Like I did it, you know, and I felt super proud. But I was hurt because this was something that I could have went to my dad and played back and he would probably would have been like, hey, man, that's pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I know what my dad like. And if my dad heard this song. He would have loved it. And just having that fact of like, bro, like he would never have the opportunity to hear this song again. Or I, I wouldn't say again, but he would never, ever get the chance to hear that song at all. That hurt. So it broke me down. So like from that from that day on, I was like, you know what? I got to do this. Anytime I have a bad day. Open the studio up. Anytime I'm going through some shit. Open the fuck, open the program up. So every time I had like my fucking moments where I felt like I just wanted to just like end shit because I was tired. I was tired of going through shit. Every time I felt that fucking depression come and snatch me up by my neck, I had to open up that fucking beat program. I had to open up Fruity Loops because that shit kept me sane. Trust and believe that, y'all. It kept me sane. It kept me from doing shit. So I was like, you know what? This is it. So I started taking more seriously. I started getting better. And as time goes on, went on, I got better. You know, I've been working on my, I've been working on a lot of shit. That shit, like, you know, I have a lot of fucking records and people don't realize that because I don't really put my shit out there. But I got like over a thousand beats. I probably have over 200 songs. And that's just like, you know, me bullshitting around. And then and, and over the years, you know, so music really have saved me, bro. Like, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I. that's what that's one thing I really love about music. It doesn't matter, like what you go through in life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. Music is music. It's therapeutic. It was therapeutic for me, bro, because I swear to God, I don't know where I would be if I if I didn't have that program that my dad bought for me. That's why I'm saying music really saved my life, because I honestly believe that if it wasn't for my dad to buy me that program. I don't know where I would be mentally if it wasn't for him buying me this. And I felt like I owe him that I felt like he went out of his way to buy me this shit. The least I can do is put it to use. And I did just that. And now fast forward today, I make my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I got like, I got two albums out on iTunes and Apple, Apple iTunes, Spotify. You know, I got my shit out there. I got two mixtapes. I got one that I'm currently working on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like all this hard work and dedication I really put into my music, it stems from my pops. Because my pops invested in me. He saw something that I didn't see. He saw the talent. I saw nothing. I didn't I was just bullshitting around. But he saw that shit. 
but he never forced the issue. He never like took me out of this and was like, here, do this, do this, do this. He never crammed the shit down my neck. And it worked. <laughs> it worked because the talent he saw in me, I'm showing it to the world now. You feel me? Like, it's crazy how that shit works. And the only thing I wish, I just wish he was here. To, I just wish he was here so he can hear this shit, bro. Because I feel like he will love this shit. I really do, man. I feel like he will love this shit. Even though my shit's crazy. Don't get me wrong. My, my shit's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got bars. My shit crazy. I be saying some crazy shit. <laughs> you know, but I feel like he will love this shit that I'm doing with this motherfucking program that he bought for me years ago. Of course, it update now. I got the latest shit now, but it's the same fucking company. And it's it's fucking it's unbelievable. So when I tell people like music saved my life, trust me, it really saved my life. Because I probably would have ended if I never had music at all. Music was the one thing that kept me humble. Music kept me going. When things got rough, I put on my fucking headphones and everything disappeared. You know, I made a song about that shit, too. I talk about that shit. I talk about that shit in this song I did called Headphones. I believe that's on my EST 1988 mixtape. I talked about that shit, and that's one of my favorite songs that I ever wrote. Besides the Letter, for, letter to My Pops track, Headphones, that shit right there to me really hits home because it's true. Music saved my life. That's what I said in the hook. Music saved my life with these headphones because when I put those headphones on, whether I'm making beats or I'm just walking down the street, bumping Tupac or something, all my problems go away. Whenever I have a shitty day, I turn on my laptop and I start making beats and I start writing some aggressive shit, just getting my fucking feelings out and then translate through music. And that shit is crazy how I do it. It's one of those things where I can't, I can't explain, I can't get into every details of how I do it. I just do it. And it's crazy. I love it. That shit really saved my life. Trust and believe me, man. Like that shit really saved my motherfucking life. It ain't no cliche to me. It's real spill to me. It's motherfucking facts, my nigga. This is facts, bro. Everybody had this, like I said before, everybody got a story to tell, Well, that was mine. <laughs> you know it's crazy how life works sometimes bro it's crazy how that shit goes but that but you know that's one thing about life you know you you gotta you gotta find your ways through the obstacles because there's gonna be a lot of shit that's gonna be in your way it's gonna be a lot of shit that's gonna keep you down it's gonna be some unexpected twists that may come out of nowhere and just fuck you up one day you gotta be able to know how to maneuver around that. You got to find your outlet that's going to counter that shit. And I'm just happy to say that music counters all that shit for me. So whenever you fucking dumbass motherfuckers be getting on my goddamn nerves on the internet <laughs> shit, talking about some dumbass shit, you want to know why I don't never go off the handle like that? You know why I don't fucking be the first one to fucking attack you when I don't like some shit? You know why I'm always calm and cool and collected? It's because I got my motherfucking headphones on, playing some music, 
or writing music or composing music. Long as I have music, I will throw all my fucking negative energy towards that. Because that saved my life. They really have. No, I'm not lying. I'm not bullshitting. It may sound cheesy to other people, but it's a real spill. Gotta love it, man. Love music, man. I can talk. I can talk music with everybody. I can talk music with y'all all day. But I gotta end it, man, because I don't even know how I've been. I was rambling, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, I went on for a long ass time, but you know what? I just felt like you know this story need to be told because I do get those questions a lot. They're like, bro, how'd you start with your music? How'd you get into it? How'd you start? When did you start? Why did you start? I felt like I covered the whole basis with this podcast episode right here. And I also want to highlight that, hey, man, whatever your outlet is in life, you got to find it and make sure you counter it with something positive. Something that you can look back on and be like, yeah, man, damn. (laughs) I made that shit. Okay. But I want to thank y'all for listening Thank y'all for tuning in You know what I'm saying Like I just had to share this story Because this one man I really wanted to talk about You know It it, it really done my soul some good It felt like I did some detox right now with y'all I'm not going to even lie to y'all This has been therapeutic And I'm really enjoying this podcast shit Because I'm allowed to just speak my mind Speak freely You know what I'm saying With no time limit really Just go off And I'm really enjoying this shit man feels like I'm getting a lot of weight off my chest when I do podcast episodes and I appreciate all y'all out there that's really listening to my stories giving me that feedback telling me how you like it you know what I'm saying telling me what you want to hear next like all that shit really 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 humbles me and I appreciate that shit very much so thank you all for listening thank you all for staying tuned if you like it subscribe it thank you please like share it you know what I'm saying? Like, thank you. I'm just I'm just forever grateful for any listen I get. I don't care if it's one to a thousand. Thank you for listening. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate this. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. And I'm going to continue to go. So these next episodes that's going to come up, we're going to be ready. We're going to talk about some fun shit. I'm about to go wild and out with this podcast, man. I'm going to try to make this one of the dopest podcasts you ever heard. Trust and believe that, man. But once again, it's your boy Jay, aka Clutch. 107 Salute, what's up? Thank y'all for listening, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay safe out there, man. One love. Peace.